Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Days of Terror 2023, day number 25. And today I am joined by the wonderful Your Ghost Stories. Your Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast blending guest interviews with thought-provoking discussions. Hosted by Nigel and Jamie, two lifelong friends with an insatiable curiosity for all things supernatural. Together they take you on a captivating journey through the unknown, delving deep into the stories of hauntings, UFOs and other unexplained phenomena. Join them for spine-tingling stories with a humorous and easy-listening edge that will leave you further questioning what lies beyond. I joined Jamie and Nigel for one of their episodes and I had an absolute blast. And then, of course, I had to invite them on to Real Life Ghost Stories. If you are somebody who enjoys listening to people's paranormal experiences, then this podcast is definitely for you. In this particular episode, we get deep, we get dark, we get meaningful, we get emotional. It was a whole range of things that happened in this episode, a whole range of emotions. And I think it's just a testament to the fact that Jamie and Nigel are determined to be authentic podcasters and authentic when they're talking about the paranormal. Also, they're just really good crack. So they're definitely worth a listen. All the links to listen to your ghost stories will obviously be in the description of this episode. As always, this was recorded on StreamYard, so the audio quality is slightly different to what you might be used to, but it's absolutely fine. Totally listenable. I don't know why I keep saying that every time, because I know the audio is fine, but still, still, just in case anybody is wondering, I still feel the need to say it. Go and find your ghost stories wherever you listen to ghost stories, and I hope you enjoy the episode. And I am joined today in the virtual studio by the wonderful Jamie and Nigel from Your Ghost Stories. Hello, who are you? Why are you here? What do you do? Tell me about yourselves. Oh, thank you so much for having us. It's a total pleasure to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm Jamie and this is my friend Nigel. Hi, I'm Nigel. We've been friends for about 10 years, just over 10 years. And uh, we know each other from playing in bands. We're in a band called Standing Like Statues. And uh, yeah, played music together for a long, long time. Yeah, we just both have this love for weird things and the paranormal, I guess. So how did you guys discover that you were both into the paranormal? Because it's a kind of a weird thing to find out about each other, isn't it? And when you find this fellow spooky person, you end up being like, a kindred spirit. (laughs) I think it actually started with, um, I remember we was around one of our friend's house and um, I got started talking about like aliens and like... uh, ufo videos on youtube and i remember there was this one of um back in the day it was of uh, obama's security guard and it was like i don't it was, it was probably like fake but it's this it was really weird guy it was looking left and right really quickly and then I, I remember talking to jamie about it and he started telling me things so that was like the precursor that was like you know opening the door to um talking about ghosts and 
God knows what else uh, further on down the line. That's what, from what I remember anyway. And very important question. And the most important question, the question that everyone wants to know the answer to. What is your favourite horror film and why? So one of my all-time favourites probably has to be the original Exorcist. Maybe a pretty boring one, but uh, there's a reason behind it. So you know, I watched it when I was way, way too young. I was probably like 10 years old or something. Yeah, not good. And uh, me and my friend thought it was a good idea. And uh, I think my stepdad at the time had it on VHS. And uh, we just thought it was a good idea. So we went upstairs to my bedroom, put it in and... Um, absolutely scared the shit out of us i think we got up to the bit where she's laying in bed with um with the cross doing things she shouldn't be doing and uh something a 10 year old should not be seeing yeah we we got to that point and we both got so scared and we just both bolted for the stairs and i remember us just like falling down tumbling down the stairs together because we were just trying to get down the stairs as fast as possible and uh but yeah, just because of that, I think it's got a, a big place in my heart. And I think um, it, that, that's kind of sparked my love for the paranormal and horror. I yeah, can just... imagine I can imagine being uh, 10 years old and being like, what is she doing with that cross? Oh my God, on top of everything else that's terrifying about that film. And that film is still terrifying, even to this day. And I really don't think there's been an exorcism possession film that has ever topped it. I really don't think there has. With me, uh, growing up, uh, one of my uh, sort of like childhood friends, he always had, uh, I think he had like cable, but then he had like the, the dodgy cable that he didn't pay for as well. So it was like, we had all these like American like horror films. And I remember like really random, obscure ones. Like, have you heard of a film called Dr. Giggles? Oh, it's no. about, it's a, <laughs> it's, I think there was quite a few of them actually, but basically the whole film is about a doctor. It's called Dr. Giggles because he goes around killing people. What, what's this like killed them? He just goes like, <laughs> and it's so stupid. But we was in stitches most of the time watching like all these like random films and stuff like that. But um, it's really hard to say a favorite horror film, but the one I enjoyed off the top of my head was coming to me was a film called The Ritual. I think it was a group of men, like friends in, I think it was Norway or something, gone hiking and they decided to take a short, shortcut through the forest and then it all goes wrong from there. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, it's really hard for me to say a favourite, so I'll probably have to go with that because that's just one that comes to my head. The Ritual is really, really good. And I remember watching it for a film review a couple of years ago. I'm really loving it. There's there's a bit where he walks into the house, I think, and there's like some sort of um some like a person like kneeling in the in the middle of the room, like praying or whatever, and it freaked the shit out of me. But after we watched it, um one of my friends who is like a fully grown big burly man watched it and he was coming to our house to watch WrestleMania and he arrived at the door. It was like it was nighttime and he arrived at the door and he was like <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And he was like, I just watched, the, we just, we just watched the ritual and I had to walk through town on my own. And he had sprinted <laughs> through town because he had watched the ritual and it had freaked him out so much. So that's a good one. Totally get it. And if people haven't watched it, they definitely need to watch it because it's so good. Um, do you have like a favorite, because you, you say in Dr. Giggles, which I definitely <laughs> yeah. need to look up because I've never heard of that. Do you have a favorite like bad horror film aside from... Dr. Giggles, obviously. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the, the horror film per se, 
but I just remember there was a scene. At, this is like back in the day where um, it must have been like in the eight, late eighties when visual effects were just like they were all done like um, manually. And I remember one scene of this. I think it was this killer or something, and he, he got hold of someone and he put his head in the deep fat fryer, and it was so. I can't remember what that film was called, but I I just remember like bursting into laughter with my mates because just how bad it looked at the time and stuff like that and um i can't remember what that bloody film's called it's um it's sleepaway camp isn't it is it that i think it is sleepaway camp that really and that is a cult classic and that whole film is horrendous <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad but also brilliant the evil dead where he he cuts his hand off and it's running around giving him the finger and everything like that. <laughs> it's just stupid things that at the time, like, yeah, it has got a sense of horror to it. But at the same time, is that like comedian like bit Hellraiser? That was one that I, that, that kind of freaked me out though. That was one that I remember that really freaked me out with like the, the box thing and grabbing that woman and ripping all their skin off and stuff like oh, that. That creeped me out because I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, what is happening? <laughs> there was one film I watched a few years ago that, you know, I've seen my first share of horrors, but this one just, I thought, really was just so fucked up. And I haven't watched it since. I haven't brought myself to be able to do it. Midsummer, I think yeah. it was on Netflix. Have you seen it? Have you seen yeah. it, Raj? That name rings a bell. Yeah, it's it's a good film, but, like, I watched it, and it was just one of them ones It just finished. I was just sat there, like, poof, like, my head was just, like, exploded. I was like, that was just, like, so, like, intense and weird and dark <laughs> yeah it's the film with um florence Pugh is in it and she is has that big flower crown and it's that really famous meme but she it like i remember watching that film and i very controversially wasn't a massive fan of it and i think but i actually think i just didn't get it i think it's one of those ones that i need to go back and rewatch because i just didn't understand or i wasn't in the headspace to like fully appreciate it or get it properly because everyone's always like no it's so good but i need to go back and rewatch it i think I thought it was good, but I don't think I like you. I don't think I fully understood it. Mm. Like I don't know if they were like tripping balls or what. Um, I don't know what it was, but one the, one of the scenes that really, really I found just too much was when there was about twenty women all sitting together, and one of the women was pregnant. I don't want to give too much away, but basically all the women were breathing in unison with her. And it was just, oh, I don't know, it's, that didn't probably, the way I've described it doesn't sound that creepy. But it is. <laughs> watching it, it was just like, this is so uncomfortable to watch. So I guess, you know, the person that made that film did their job. So you guys are here because you have a podcast called Your Ghost Stories. Can you tell me, I mean, it pretty much does what it says on the tin, but can you tell me the premise of Your Ghost Stories? What is the general makeup of your episodes? Yeah, so Your Ghost Stories is a show where we like to document paranormal stories from around the world and bring on guests so the stories are told directly from the mouth, you know, of the person that experienced it. Yeah, I'm not I'm, as I'm not very good at reading out people's stories as we've had a few uh, <laughs> emails where I've tried to read them out and they're always, you know, got really long names or really like, for instance, the Welsh one. I couldn't pronounce any of those names, <laughs> but... Um, it's yeah, it's just some like it's just a bit more of a connection when you've got um someone reliving it because of course you can hear it in their voice um and it's more convincing. Well, they're more convincing 
telling their story than I ever would be telling their story. So that's one thing that I really wanted sort of like when me and Jamie were first talking about it, I was like, we definitely need to get people on. But um, yeah, it's not everyone wants to come on and uh, tell their story. So it's, we've got to kind of do a bit of both really, but um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, I'm enjoying it so far, so far. Cause that's what I was going to say. It, it like, it's, it's one thing to invite people to share their stories, but it's another thing to say, will you come on the show and, actually talk about it in your own voice have you found that people are kind of reluctant to do that because they're because you know they don't want to be on the podcast or they're afraid of being ridiculed or i have some friends that have uh, like stories and stuff like that and they um i was like you know told me stories over the years i was like oh do you remember you told me that story you should come on my podcast and tell me no no i'm not doing that i was like, oh, okay okay <laughs> so i think there is like um, a little bit of like hesitancy because it's um you know whether or not they think it's like we're doing it live there on the spot and whether or not they can't like you know if they mess anything up um but um i don't know i i've i've got one friend who does have a few stories i'm gonna keep i keep asking him and eventually i'll say yes so (laughs) that was our first tactic was kind of use our friends and family because you know everyone knows somebody with a ghost story and we know tons of people with ghost stories and us ourselves have our own ghost stories. So, um, yeah, we just our first kind of tactic was just to get everyone we know to come and share their ghost stories and then try and branch out and reach out into 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 the larger community. And um, just, yeah, keep documenting these stories and sharing these stories because they're just so fascinating. And throughout history, there's been ghost stories f- forever for as long as kind of for as long as it's been text has been written there's been document of ghost stories so um yeah it's just a fascinating thing and we want to keep that keep that ongoing and maybe with technology getting better we can discover in in our lifetime what's going on who knows yeah and i think it's kind of important to point out as well because that you guys take a kind of a similar stance to what I do on the podcast in that you're not here to try and debunk people's stories, right? You're not here to be like, well, that can't have happened because of this, this and this. Because I do think sometimes people hear about podcasts like your ghost stories and they think, oh, I'd love to do that. But they are really worried that somebody's going to go, oh, well, that's a ridiculous story. That's, you know, that can't possibly be true. But that's not what you guys do, right? Not at all. I'm with when we talk about ghost stories we call it ghost stories we don't necessarily mean it's some floaty misty figure in the corridor like we we don't actually know what a ghost is nobody knows what a ghost is um and that's what we kind of want to look into further yeah we're just looking to discover what what the what the meaning of a ghost is because is it something in our mind or is it something physical or is it something spiritual or you know we're we're on the path as the same as you and the same as everyone else in this field looking for an answer i guess and i was going to say as well that um yeah if people feel like they're going to be uh pulled apart then they're they're not going to want to come forward um but yeah we just you know we try to be as uh respectful as we can sometimes things just sound so hilarious uh that you're told but um but yeah we're not there to sort of um pull anyone apart or like you know knock them down or anything it's you know everyone's got an experience um to, well got something to say regardless of how crazy it can be so we just try to uh, keep a, an open mind most of the time 
So did you guys have a ghost story that like terrified you as a child? Because I feel like a lot of us spooky people who are doing paranormal podcasts and general paranormal stuff, we've been spooky people since we were kids. So did you guys have that particular story that really shaped your love of the paranormal? Well, I don't know about one that shaped the love of my paranormal. And it, it wasn't necessarily a ghost story, but I remember um, being really young and I nagged my mum. I just had to look this up because I remember I remembered what it was called, but I just had to look it up. But I nagged my mum and dad. They were watching this film and I didn't want to go to bed. And I was like, can I watch it? Can I watch it? Can I watch it? And they were like, no, it's, you shouldn't watch it. Anyway, I badgered them and I ended up watching it. And this film was called Within the Rock. And I, from memory, I think it was about a mining operation on mars or something and they unleashed this monster and it was going around killing people and it scared the absolute living daylights out of me to the to the point that i thought this creature was real i mean when i had a look on the photos like a quick look on it it just looks so is it 1996 i think and it looked just it's so awful (laughs) but uh in terms of like ghost stories um there was one that was going around um, near where I lived, and that was about um, at night time when someone was driving around the country roads at night. They they would sometimes come across um, a car um, coming towards them, and it would uh, speed up, and you'd see these two headlights, and it would speed up, but then it would go onto your side of the road and drive through you. Um, and I just remember hearing that um, as a young age and then being in the car, always looking out for sort of like when we're going down those dark country roads, looking out for cars coming towards us and stuff like that. But um, And then there's, you always hear, I always hear this story, um, like this urban legend of like someone escaping from a loony bin and a, a car pulls over the side of the road and the husband gets out to check what's going on and the woman's sitting in the car. hears a load of banging. Oh, I wonder what that is. Gets out and then this guy is cut her husband's head off and banging it on the roof of the car and i've heard that so many times i'm like well i'm pretty sure that didn't happen where i grew up (laughs) but it was those sort of like um as those sort of like stories and those things that really sort of enticed me and also as well like um my mum used to have like um a book in the cabinet and um had loads of different stories in there and i remember there was this one picture it was a picture of like it's someone has painted it and it was a picture of this devil and it had um a face on its arsehole and my mom goes see that's where the saying talking out your ass comes from <laughs> and it was just <laughs> it was just all these really random things like that have just like stuck in my mind and just made me intrigued about like uh ghosts and talking out your arsehole <laughs> do you know what it's so when you say that like it, it literally transported me back to my childhood so when I was really young I was like way too young to stay up and watch it one of my older brothers let me stay up and watch the silence of the lambs and I was traumatized and a couple of days later my other brother showed me this newspaper article and on the newspaper article it described some man as being a woman eater and obviously I didn't understand that that meant in a sexual way and my brother was like see People really do eat people and you're going to be next. I still remember it to this day and I'm 33 years old and it traumatized me. I can vividly remember being fucking petrified that some random man was just going to eat me. And I was like, why is nobody really worried about this? Because I am terrified. (laughs) Also, growing up, did you ever play a board game that was called Atmosphere? I have it in my house right now. 
uh, yeah, my mum and dad, uh, it's probably at my mum's, but it's probably missing all the parts. But yeah, I remember playing that as a kicker. That scared the shit out of me. I don't know which one you had. Did you have the great, uh, the creepy um, gatekeeper? Is it? Yes. You say, I am your gatekeeper. Yes, my gatekeeper. <laughs> we we played it about five or six years ago, maybe longer. Hideously drunk one New Year's Eve, me and my friends played it, and I was I was traumatizing because you know when you're drunk and everything seems way more terrifying yeah. than it actually is. And then we played it again sober, and it was still pretty terrifying. I was like, I can see how this was really popular, but I still have it. Jamie, have you played it before? No. How does this game work? Oh, oh we, def- we definitely got to get oh, together God. something to play Atmosphere. <laughs> What's like the general gist of the game? There's like a DVD to go with it, and you plug you put the DVD in. And you have to get around the board, but this guy is on the DVD and he's like this terrifying man in like a a cloak and a hood. And it's some sort of cult thing and he's the gatekeeper and he gives you all these tasks and it'll be like, you know, you have to leave the room. And then when you come back in, no one will be speaking to you anymore and you don't know why nobody's speaking to you. And, you know, and if you ask, why is, why is nobody speaking to me? Then you have to go back five spaces. And then at the very, in the middle, you have to put all of your deepest, darkest fears. And then when you get to the middle, you have to face your deepest, darkest fears. And it's so cheesy and so like 90s, late 80s, but it is, it's so good. It's so good. And that music as the timer's running out, that music, yeah. God, you're like, I can't get, I can't get, I got it, got it, on my nightmares going to come true. <laughs> so good. We'll have to play it, Nigel. We'll have to get it out for Christmas. <laughs> I actually think, well, it's at my parents, but this is how old it is. It's on VHS, and I don't think there's any way to play it anymore. Well, uh, probably find it on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely on YouTube, 100%. We checked. So, Jamie, what was yours when you were a kid? What was your story that traumatized you? So I had loads of things that actually happened to me as a child. Um, you can hear like pretty much all of them and Nigel's things, uh, Nigel's stories in detail over on our first ever our first ever episode. But the one that really terrified me when I was young, again, I was probably not long after I'd probably watched The Exorcist. To be fair, but I'm telling you, this happened <laughs> and it, it terrified me. And even now, like thinking about it, it just gives me goosebumps. So. I was house sitting with my mum and my little sister and my little sister's dad, so my stepdad. At the time, we were living in South End, and my stepdad's sister, um, they were going somewhere on holiday and basically needed someone to house it. And they'd always told us, leading up to the point where we were house sitting, I don't know why, there was, I'd, always, I'd always overhear conversations as a child of them talking about how their house was haunted and we never really went there much. I don't, I don't think I'd ever went there before kind of this, this experience, but we went there. I stayed there with, with, I was, so it was my, actually my oldest, my middle sister and my youngest sister. And I was sharing a bunk bed with my middle sister. We were just chilling, watching films and stuff and everything was arised, you know, so nice house, fairly modern. So it wasn't kind of scary or anything, but then yeah, I got to, bedtime so i don't know 10 11 o'clock we went upstairs and my sister went to the bathroom just to get ready for bed and i went into the bedroom and i just remember just feeling nothing but fear in this bedroom and i think what was playing on the back of my mind was knowing that the family that lived there saying that this house was haunted and they'd had stuff happen to them so being 
a young kid, what, 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, I was just so scared something was going to happen to me. I, re- I didn't want to see anything. I didn't want to have an experience. And I remember looking out the window as a summer's night, it's pitch black. I remember looking out into the garden, just pitch black, and just thinking, oh, please, like, Kirsty, my sister, please hurry up, like, come out of the bathroom. I remember walking to the bathroom, knocking on the door, and being like, please, please, like, can you hurry up? Um, like, just let's go to bed. <laughs> like, I just don't want to be alone. Like, can you hurry up? And then I walked back into the bedroom, like, pacing around, like, just thinking, just, it's building up inside me, just more and more and more fear, fear, fear. And yeah, it got to the point where I just looked out the window and I just was like, all right, I'm just going to wait here and wait for my sister and just try and be calm. And all of a sudden, right in front of me, so there was a net curtain, like a white net curtain. And all of a sudden, no windows open or nothing. It was like two hands grabbed this curtain, net curtain right in front of me, lifted it all the way to the top, held it for like a few seconds. And then it just dropped right in front of me. I just froze. And just, uh, I just, I think I started crying. And I sprinted out of the room, just so scared. And my mum was downstairs. And I just went downstairs crying. And, um, you know, I said what just happened. And, you know, her, she's downplaying like, oh, no, it was the wind. You know, nothing happened. But I'm, even now, I remember seeing it so vividly. Um, just it's like two hands grabbed this net curtain slowly <laughs> lifted it up held it and it just dropped in front of me and uh yeah to this day that was one thing that I, I just can't get over and gave me kind of undeniable proof in ghosts or spirits or or maybe it was a manifestation of my my fear i i have no idea but yeah crazy but even even if it was a manifestation of your fear that's still incredible do you know what I mean? If it was like um, some sort of energy that you were given off that caused whatever this to happen, like that's that's still crazy that that could happen. But it's I mean, if it sounds like your intuition or whatever, you know, you have those good instincts that your good instincts were like, don't be in this room. You don't be in here. It's not it's not good for you. You need to get out. And I don't know, it just goes to show you need to listen to those good instincts and that intuition all the time. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. And throughout my life, I've always listened to my intuition. I've always felt pretty intuitive in certain situations um, where I just kind of feel trouble coming or something's going to happen and just have that feeling inside you. But yeah, but I think that also can play off as anxiety as well. And a lot of the time you feel anxious and you don't know why. But um, is it because maybe we're slightly tuned off or tuned out of this frequency or who knows? Yeah, it's so hard to know and it's so hard to find the kind of delineation between what is ju- just anxiety. I say that, f- that very flippantly because anxiety can be crippling for some people. And what is your intuition genuinely telling you there is something here that you can't see that is going to harm you? So I, I guess people are going to be interested about you guys. Where are you in the world? And I know that, Nigel, you've said, you know, that you had some local stories and you've kind of gone into um, a little bit of detail about them where are you in the world and is there a ghost story or a legend about your local area that you guys love yeah so I grew up in Cambridge and there's one story that's really stuck with me and I really enjoy retelling this story especially to friends or people that have not been to Cambridge so there's a pub in the middle of Cambridge really really old it's called the Eagle and if you go to this pub 
on the first level, it's also a hotel. And on the first level of this pub, there's a window and it's always open. You know, winter, spring, autumn, summer, this window is always open. And the story goes that there was a young, I can't remember the date or anything, but you can Google this story. It's very famous. Um, there was a young girl and a boy and they were caught in a fire and they couldn't escape. And um, and yeah, so the story goes that the, the spirits of these children or one of the children always wants this window to be open. And if apparently the window closes, like if a guest stays there, it's written into, I, I believe it's the deed or it's written into some kind of contract with guests or something that they must keep the window open that no matter what and apparently if the window is closed you know strange stuff starts happening in this in this room i love old stories like that where for whatever reason whether or not people believe it it doesn't matter but the legend is that it's like written into the deeds or it's part of the rules about being in that place that whether you believe it or not that window has to stay open the end <laughs> i love stuff like that i've actually got one and um i was thinking about it today actually and it too involves a window i grew up in a town called saint neats which is still in sort of cambridgeshire and uh, in saint neats there was uh, two main secondary schools so you had like long sands and ernolf and um i really wanted to go to ernolf and i think there was some huge rivalry between the kids um they just didn't get on so for instance one school used to finish at quarter past three whereas the other one used to finish at four but they they got to start a little bit later just so there was no clashing so i didn't actually know anyone from uh, long sands until i got my first job in mcdonald's met some people who were at that school and it was going to like um, like house parties with them and like everyone's talking about ghost stories and then they uh, they told me this uh they told this story of and the long sand school because it's a two or three story uh school and they, they told this story of uh that there was um one of the teachers there and um sadly they hung themselves in one of the classrooms and um then they were found i think either the next day by like the, the caretaker or something but they'd hung themselves in that school i haven't dug into it but i do think that someone might have done that and they said the the, the urban legend is that uh, on certain nights when the um when the time is just right uh the wind uh, the light will come on and you'll see uh, the silhouette of someone hanging. That was always in my mind, um, at the back of my mind, because uh, the school was right by the train station. And when, when I walked home, I'd have to walk past this school. Anyway, years gone by, and I'd just come back from a gig in Hitchin. It was the last train, so it was really late at night. And I was, remember I was walking down this long sort of like path towards the school. And I just so happened to sort of like, I looked up at the school, and all of a sudden, I saw... <laughs> I saw uh, a light turn on and this is gone like it's gone midnight so one of the one of the rooms the light turns on and i'm thinking what the actual fuck what the fuck i'm on my own it's completely pitch black around there and um i just want to get home as quick as i can and so the path would, would veer into this like kind of an alleyway and it was an alley what was between the school and a load of back of these houses. But the thing was, they didn't have any streetlights down this alleyway. And it's probably because of all these gardens back on the back of this alleyway. So I stood it. I stood there for a moment just looking at the, at the alleyway. And I thought, well, I want to get home because the alternative 
it's to go all the way around. It's going to take me even longer to get home. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to run. So I started running down this alleyway. And uh, little did I know that uh, someone let their dog out at the same time to go, you know, to the toilet. There's me running down this alleyway. And all of a sudden, this dog just goes, scared the absolute living shit out of me. I banged into the fence, fell on the floor, and I put a hole in one of my favorite pair of skinny jeans. Honestly, I, I didn't see any silhouette or anyone swinging. I just saw this light turn on. I don't know why it turned on, but um, yeah. So mm. that, that was like kind of an urban legend, whether or not I know it's true, but I definitely saw that light come on in the school, just one light, and it was kind of, it was really, it was weird. If I didn't know that story beforehand, I probably wouldn't have thought nothing of it, and I wouldn't have ruined my pair of skinny jeans, but you know. <laughs> that's the power of a good story do you know like you like you said ordinarily the light went on you probably wouldn't even think twice about it but because you knew the story you're like shit and then you ruined a pair of your favorite skinny jeans and look having your favorite pair of skinny jeans when you were younger was very important <laughs> <laughs> millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So has doing your ghost stories has it made you guys feel more in touch with your like spiritual side or kind of more interested in the paranormal it's definitely sparked my interest back up in the paranormal i've always been fascinated but you know now hosting a podcast it puts this world at the forefront of my reality so it's just always there on my mind i'd love to be more in touch with my spiritual side and i guess you know speaking to so many people on topics such as spirituality, religion, faith, good and evil. You know, it definitely makes me think more. And it's it's great to, to be able to learn more and feel, I guess, a deeper connection with my spiritual side just from just from doing this podcast. So yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd probably say uh, about the same thing. Like um for my experiences over the years, it's not always been constant. So I'll experience well when I was little I used to experience uh a lot of frightening things and then for quite a few years it'd be nothing and then something will start up again and then nothing and it's a it's not always something that's always happening and um since like doing this um podcast with jamie i'm sort of like now starting to listen to more things and look into different ghost stories and, and i'm sort of now feel like i'm becoming more aware and I, i'm at that point where i'm kind of expecting something to happen like in my house or 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 at work or something like that because sometimes i could uh, i could be in a place uh at work and um in an old building or something and i could be all on my own and uh, (laughs) i don't know i i I don't already experience something when i'm at work so i go flying across the room or something going bang but um yeah yeah so it's definitely made me more sort of like um 
open-minded and aware of sort of like where I am at certain times. So especially at nighttime as well, like um, around where I live, it's like, well, they do have streetlights, but because um, it's a small little, um, it's not really a town, it's like a village, it gets really dark here. And especially my other half where her parents live, they live, um, they don't have any neighbors. Well, they do, but they're farmers. That's their neighbor, huge open field. And when I, when we, when we go to visit and we leave of an evening, if I've gone in my own car, I have to sort of like drive out and have to close the gate myself. And all I've got is my uh, car headlights on and just blackness all around me. And it's probably because I've been listening to a lot of Bigfoot shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like close that gate and just like running into my car and locking it. Last year, I wouldn't really uh, give them the crap. But yeah, now I'm more sort of like hyper aware of like, is there anything or anyone watching me? <laughs> I, sorry, I imagine there's also a party that's like, but is it good for content? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, also, it doesn't help about your partner's house, Nigel's uh, that witch thing in the window <laughs> by the gate. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> this yeah. prop model thing. In a, in That's a, pretty terrifying. In a, in a parents' um, where they live uh, in their garage, that has got a window. And for whatever reason, they've got like this um, like life size like witch thing. And uh, they, they obviously, I think they done it on purpose. They're propped up by the window so that if you if you're there at night and if you're snooping around and you don't really know the place, you, you're going to see this face looking at you from the window, and it is kind of like creepy. <laughs> First time I got in my car, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what's that?" <laughs> yeah, they put, they they put it outside the door on Halloween sometimes, and it's it's, it's pretty uh pretty funny. I love that energy. Just just purposefully to freak people out. I've got loads of weird shit around my house as well, and. When new people come in, they're like, the fuck is this? So where am I? And I'm like, oh, don't ask. Somebody gave it to me or I found it somewhere or whatever. Um, so why did you guys then, I know that you, you talked about how you wanted to kind of explore like different ghost stories from around the world with the podcast. But like, what was the moment where you guys decided, I think we should actually put this into podcast form? It was probably about seven months ago. We were just having dinner with our partners. I think it was just at my house. And we were just chatting, telling, like sharing our ghost stories, our experiences throughout our lives. And, you know, me and Nigel have shared a few. We've known each other a long time. We've been on ghost hunts. We've had an experience to kind of together. We, we just kind of decided overnight, really. I, I was laying in bed and I was just like, oh, just, man, I'd love to do a podcast with Nigel. And I think around that time, I'd actually started listening to your podcast, Emma, which I'd obviously found really inspiring. And yeah, just listening to these ghost stories, was just really cool. And I think I just text Nige the next day and was like, hey man, like I've got, as a singer, I've already got this mic and I've got <laughs> stuff to record a podcast. And I was like, hey man, do you want to buy an SM7B and start a, start a ghost podcast? <laughs> and I think within like a week or two, we'd, um, you know, had the premise for our first episode and, and got it up and running. I was like, how much for that mic? How much? Yeah, yeah but it's, it's really good. It's really good. Like, yeah, but how much? <laughs> and then it's kind of, it kind of becomes weirdly all consuming. I think that's what people don't realize. But even when you started as a hobby and then, because I started out as a hobby and, and all of that. And then suddenly it's like you were saying, you're just thinking about it all the time. And you're thinking, oh, that might be a good story for the podcast. And who can I get onto the podcast next? It just becomes all consuming. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I definitely find myself more sort of like uh, now thinking about stuff like that um, and just sort of like trying to go through like my brain and rack my brain about all the different sort of experiences I've had over the years and, and the different stories that uh, friends have told me 
and sort of reach out to them and be like, do you want to come tell your story? Please. <laughs> yeah, we need content. Please come tell your story. <laughs> you guys have kind of shared a little bit about your own personal paranormal experiences, but have you another paranormal experience that you want to share? Yeah, so one of the weirdest ones for me, so a lot of, a lot of stuff's happened in my mum's house. She still lives there. Myself and my younger sister have experienced things there. But yeah, one thing can't explain to this day and it freaks me out my mum's ex-husband was living there at the time well then husband now ex-husband and me and him never really saw eye to eye we never got on really so I was a grown adult at the time well I was, you know I was about 24 but with uh, the state of the UK it's uh, <laughs> it's hard to move out of your parents house but you know I'm out now baby I'm out anyway I spent a lot of time alone in my room just kind of avoiding everyone just kind of waiting for the next day going to work and coming back and going to sleep and anyway yeah I was sitting on my laptop had my door shut and all of a sudden it's just a really small it's just to try and set the scene it's a really small house so there's three bedrooms and a really small landing like you couldn't swing a cat on this landing so you could just is you just know if somebody's upstairs I had no music on nothing and I was just sitting there in silence typing away on Facebook or whatever on YouTube and all of a sudden there were three knocks on my bedroom door jamie come downstairs now and it was my stepdad's voice and straight away i was like oh that's weird like we barely even spoke so like why would he angrily come and knock on my door and tell me to come downstairs i straight away was like you know why what what's the matter and i was just silence i said it again yeah why you know what, what, what do you need again silence and i was waiting to just hear you know footsteps of him going down the stairs or you know him going into his bedroom or whatever but no so anyway i was like oh well, that was strange didn't really think much of it i went downstairs and my mum was just sitting in the sitting room and i said what you know what is it he wants he just come and said tell me to come downstairs like what's what's going on and she's like oh nothing like he's he's outside i was like so he didn't just come upstairs and <laughs> knock on my door and tell me to come downstairs and she was like nope i was like oh fair enough like you must not have heard him you know the sitting room's right next to the stairs but she must not have just heard she must have just missed it watching tv watching tv or whatever so i went outside and he's down there in the shed so i walk down there knock on the door and he opens the door and i'm like yeah what is it you want you know and he's like just looks at me blankly like what do you mean i'm like you literally just knocked on my door and you told me to come downstairs and he was like no i didn't and just to this day like I, I can't explain it it was clear as day someone knocked on my door his voice he, you know told me to come he, he told me to come downstairs in this kind of angry tone and it wasn't him and no one came upstairs and I'm sure Emma you know sharing many ghost stories throughout your time you've encountered stories of tricks to spirits or spirits that can throw their voice of loved ones family members or people you know and uh yeah I'm pretty certain that that happened to me a few years ago i've had so many stories over the years of exactly that where somebody will hear the voice of their mother their father their partner their siblings whoever it is and it just just can't have been or wasn't them and it's interesting because you know it's not like this happened in the middle of the night when you were half asleep this was you're sitting at your desk typing away yeah, and yeah. then you of course you're going to think well what's it, what does he want me for you're not immediately going to think it's paranormal my question about these sort of mimics or whatever they are is why yeah from from what i've heard is they're maybe these tricksters or mimics are trying to 
pull you away from a certain situation or something that's about to happen or mm. or yeah they're trying to guide you or misguide you who knows definitely is a um definitely is a creepy one um i don't know if you've seen um there was a show on netflix um i can't remember i can't remember um the actual name of it uh, it was but basically uh, I think it was like Netflix own one, but they were basically dramatizing uh, stories that have been told to them. And there was, there was an episode uh, which was called like the mimic, which was set in America. And it was the same thing where this entity was in this house and um, it was a group of friends that were renting it. And one of the guys was in the basement. And um, so he shared the house with um, his friend who was a female. And I, I can't remember if there was another person, but, uh, anyway, so he's down there in the basement and he thinks that his uh, housemate, who's this girl, um, who comes down the stairs and then she's sort of like, she's in a dressing gown and she drops her dressing gown so she's naked and he's like, you know, oh, getting lucky here. And then he said they started making out and then all of a sudden she, in front of him, started turning into like um, an old sort of like woman and then like disappeared. And it absolutely freaked him out. And then, so, and then the female who lives there, she was um, in the, I think she in the shower, and they just come out of the shower, and there was this like weird sort of creepy man sort of thing crawling towards her, yeah. And then, yeah, I can't remember the, the rest of it, but apparently someone had killed themselves in there as well. And I have to remember what the name of this show was on Netflix, but it was like, yeah, it was like dramatizing real stories that have been told to them. Um, yeah. Uh, so what about you, Nigel? What do you have a a paranormal experience that you'd like to share? Yeah. So um the ha- the house I grew up in, my parents still live there now. It's a three bedroom house. I used to experience some really um really weird things in there. As a young kid, um I used to have something used to sit on the end of my bed, um, and I would feel the pressure of, of a person sitting on the on the end of my bed and the covers would go tight. And pulled over me and it just used to scare the absolute living crap out of me so i remember one time i looked and there was nothing there but the room was so cold i know it's cliche but if you've ever experienced your hair standing up on end all over your entire body then you'll know what i mean it means that ray the demon slayer is is about <laughs> yeah but um, Emma, you need you need to hear the story about ray the demon slayer after this you'll have to check out on the host stories but um one experience uh, says there's many experiences that have happened in that house, not only to me, but to um, the rest of my family. But I'll tell you one um, which happened to my nephew. I'm sorry if it goes a bit dark. Uh, I do apologize. But my oldest brother, I lost him in uh, 2008 under really bad circumstances. And uh, he left um, his son. And um, so it's my, my nephew. He's old now. But uh, at the time, he was about five years old. So he come to stay with all the trauma and everything that was going on, he come to stay with um, my mum and dad for a while. He used to say some really weird things when he was uh, when he was really young. And uh, he used to say to my mum, I've just seen dad. She's like, eh? She's like, yeah, I've just seen dad. He come in and stood in the doorway and asked me how I was. And he told me not to worry that everything's okay. And uh, he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. The, he probably might not remember it. Um, it might be too painful for him to remember it, but... Yeah, he used to say that, you know, I've just seen my dad. It's, it's there. And I'd be like, there's no one there. 
you know and um so yeah that was one that that would have been back in 2008 yeah he told us like when, when he was saying these things about oh, i've just seen my dad on on the actual night that my brother died my mom she woke up uh, it was it was on the first of march and she said she don't know why but she was in bed and all of a sudden she just woke up and she couldn't get back to sleep and she knew something something wasn't right something was wrong but she was awake and then in the um that day is when they found out sort of like what happened to my brother it's gone quite dark but it's um it's been a huge part of my life um uh, something that i've had to sort of like work really hard to sort of like deal with although it was over fifth yeah about 15 years ago now the pain never goes away but it, you kind of just kind of get numb to it in a way that's one of the things that i, I can't remember if i told you um if it was you who i told last time about my other brother his girlfriend going to a medium and uh, talking to a medium she was there with her friend and the medium said oh hang on i've got i've got someone here he's barging his way through and uh it's he wants to, he keeps talking to me he won't shut up talking and he's he's been waiting 15 years to say, to say something but he needs to tell you something this medium said that he knows you but you don't know him but he knows of you because of someone else which was because she's dating my my brother and uh, this woman said that he said and um i know mum's really unwell at the moment but I'm there and I'm watching over everything is going to be okay. So this medium couldn't possibly know my family or what my mum's going through or anything like that. So it's it's one of these things that about the paranormal, which just again reinforces or like my belief that there is something there. But once we die or, you know, pass on, it's not just the end, it's not blackness, you know. Why do we go through all these slight like, experiences just for us to be met with? A black screen at the end of it doesn't make sense but um yeah sorry i don't know why i'm getting out of breath i'm probably getting a bit emotional but no it's understandable of course you're going to get emotional and like you said even if it is 15 years ago it doesn't get any easier there's so many things that i could like the stories and about the house i don't know what it is about the house but it's not constant you know again around the same time um back in like i think it was 2008 my nephew was staying over my mum and dad's my mum used to when he used to stay over she'd sleep on the sofa because uh, she's not a very tall lady so she she could fit on the sofa and so she used to sleep in the front room and my other brother who lived at home with us at the same time his girlfriend sort of stayed over the night and then she had uh, work the next morning she worked in a sort of like in a bakery so she had to get up really early so she uh, she told us that she went downstairs and then she was in the hallway and gets to the door, got walked past the, the the door to the front room. And she said the door was slightly ajar. And she said the house was dead quiet um, upstairs. And as she comes downstairs, she said she can hear two, she can hear a conversation going on in the front room. She can hear people talking. And her first initial thought is that my mum has like left the TV on and she's fallen asleep with the TV on. And she said, she said, she's hearing this conversation, hearing these voices. Now she's getting closer to the door. She opens the door to look in. And then she said, it just went absolutely silent. And my mum was there asleep on the, on the sofa. TV wasn't on. And that creeps her out. So she quickly got out the house, locked up and then went to work and then told my brother when, uh, when she got back. And then obviously told my mum. My mum's like, I, I don't remember nothing. I, I was asleep. 
And she's like, if someone is there, they're having a conversation and not including me, it's a bit rude, isn't it? But... I'd be like, I want to know the tea. Come on. I want to know the gossip. If you're having a chat, I want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, the, the house is strange because it's not constant. It's not always all the time. And it usually, things usually happen to people who are sort of like visiting. When I, like, if I go, I'm going to go there on a weekend. I haven't felt nothing there for a very long time, but for quite a few years. But when I've had like ex girlfriends in the past who have stayed over and stuff, they've had things happen. Like one was in the bath, and uh, all of a sudden, both the taps to the, to the sink just came on, like gushing water, scared the life out of them. And another one who was um, playing the Xbox, and had, we had a bag of like jelly babies on the side. And I was like, I'm just going down to get a drink for us. So I went down to get a drink. And when I come back up, she's just like sitting in like a chair, like looking frozen. I was like, what's wrong? She goes, I just went to put my hand into the, the packet to get a jelly baby out. And the bag slid slowly across the desk away from my hand. And I could see it, like I could see how far away the bag was. And just by the look and the reaction on her face that something had happened that was, uh, yeah, not normal. So it's... It is a weird house. I don't know what it is. It's house. funny that it um that it happens to people who are visiting. That's mad. Again, um, probably like the the most terrifying experience. And to be honest, um, she's not a very nice person, so she probably deserves it. But um, yeah, an ex girlfriend. Um, at one point, we both lived at my mum's, and um, I can't remember where I was. I think I was either at work or I was, I was doing something. But I remember her frantically calling me. I was like, oh, God. So I was just ignoring it. I keep on calling me and ignoring it. And I finally get home. And then she's like, blah, 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 blah. This has happened. This has happened. And all that. And she finally tells me um, this story. So she'd, she'd gone to bed that night. And she said she's laying in bed. And, like, with these uh, houses, above the door frame, there were, like, a little pane of glass. So um, I don't know why they did that. But there was, like, a pane of glass above the door so that um, – so if someone had the light on in the in the landing, the light would come through into the into the bedroom. If you know what I mean, put a little bit of like film up, like do you know what you black uh, car windows out with? Mm. My bro- my oldest brother, had put that up against there to stop the light coming in as much. But you still got like a little bit of light in the room. And so she said she was in she was in bed. I think she was like even falling asleep or something. And she said at the bottom of her of the bed, she said there was a figure standing there. And she said, Nigel, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're standing there. And uh, she said, you know, after saying that, it didn't move. So she's getting sort of like freaked out. And she's like, stop, stop playing around. What are you doing? And then so the bed was up against the wall. And we had uh, an extension lead plugged into the plug socket, which ran round the bed. And then we had like, it was plugged into like bedside lamp on the on the, uh, the table next to the bed. But you had to put your hand between the bed and the wall to turn the switch on at the wall. So she's then put her hand between the bed and the wall and turned uh flipped the power switch which turned the lamp on as soon as she'd done that the um she said the light blew instantly which scared the shit out of her and she said this figure was still standing at the bottom of the bed and she she said she shat herself jumped out of the bed ran past it opened the door and ran out it sort of into the hallway and downstairs and then shortly afterwards when i come in but she said it was absolutely most creepiest thing this this i think she said it was like a there's a bluish blackish figure standing at the bottom of the bed and just standing there staring. She, she couldn't make out any features, but she just said it was the silhouette of a person. And that's why she got really scared. Cause she thought it was 
well she was annoyed at first because she was thought, thought it was me who was like playing a trick but yeah clearly i wasn't there and there was no one in that room so but yeah that's that's one of the most creepiest um stories someone has told me about my mum dad's house but i've not experienced anything visual i thought you were going to say that when she went to turn on the light the um figure disappeared because that's usually how those stories end she isn't said, it yeah, but it obviously said, didn't she said there was this huge flash as the bulb be like blue in the lamp um which was annoying because i didn't have any spare ones um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was. It, I, I suppose it's just the escalation of of the fear of seeing something at the bottom of the bed, and then trying to turn that light on for comfort, and it just immediately blowing. <laughs> but yeah, that's just another story of uh, of that house. I don't necessarily think it's the house this morning. I, I, I think it's an energy that is is there around my mum and dad. To be honest, so yeah, I maybe think... it is, and maybe it is, and it's and it's. I, I still think it's wild that it just happens to people who are visiting it's like whatever it is is leaving your family alone and being like no they're fine yeah. but i am gonna i am gonna be mischievous with people who come into the house <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's no not... one's taking our jelly <laughs> 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 exactly yeah. so final question for you guys where can people listen to the podcast? And also, do you have anything else to plug? Yeah, sure. So you can find us at www.yourghoststoriespodcast.com. So we are a pretty new podcast. We're about 25 episodes in. Uh, so yeah, by following us or whatever, you know, it helps us grow massively and it helps us continue to do what we love and document and share these awesome stories and chat to amazing people from all around the world. Yeah, and if you can just leave um, like a review, uh, if you're really enjoying the show, just like leave a review on Spotify. Um, can you do it on Apple as well? I'm not really tech savvy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could leave, yeah, a you review, can. That'd help us out. Basically, find us everywhere at Your Ghost Stories Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. You are both wonderful. And if you are listening to this, please make sure that you go and listen to your ghost stories and give them as much love as humanly possible. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.